everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Just the Jams Podcast, the podcast where we deep dive into video game music. I am one of your co-hosts, Patrick Forche, and I am joined by, as always, Mallory Lesher. Mallory, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's been raining here, which is nice. Why do I always talk about the weather? I don't know, but it's true. That's what makes me happy. When it rains, I love it. <laughs> The sound really rehearsed, but it, it wasn't. It really did. Uh, I, too, like the rain. I'm just that uninteresting. <laughs> uh, we had, like, a heat wave in Toronto um, until, like, the weekend, and then, it like, a storm kind of broke it, and it's been reasonable temperatures now. Like, it's in the mid-20s, or for you Americans, learn a real system. Um, you could just say the low 80s. No, one. it's not the low 80s. It's, like, mid-70s. Okay. <laughs> well i was closed <laughs> um yeah for you americans get with the rest of the world and learn metric um well it's basically like low 30s here all the time yeah that's miserable it is but you know what cheers me up when the weather's crap amazing video game music and that is what we're here to talk about uh so today our episode is all about David Wise and his amazing soundtracks. And we're starting off uh, this, well, we're, this whole episode is on Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, a game that came out for the Wii U, I believe in 20, I want to say 14, um, and was later ported to the Switch. And we're doing this in honor of the fact that uh, Donkey Kong Country is coming to the Switch uh in their nintendo online service um and david wise is one of my favorite video game composers he's uh very different than like nobuo ematsu for example because he's like a jazz uh like saxophonist i believe um and so his tracks are very jazzy um but you know what i'll let it speak for itself so let's hop into the first one and get started Thank you. 
So that was Mangrove Cove, um, the underwater music. This is the first level in Tropical Freeze, but it's not the main music. So what's interesting about uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is that every stage has a bunch of different tracks based on where you are in the stage. So every time you hop underwater, the music switches from this like upbeat jazzy tune to this more like kind of surreal, um, weird beat that you're playing or that we just heard every time you're swimming through the water. And I love this because it's just, it's so chill and it's got like that kind of acoustic guitar um and like the weird synth solo and the the constant like like the breathing um which kind of makes you feel like you're underwater um so i i really enjoy this track and i wanted to you know start this playlist out on a, on a good chill note though mind you all of these are pretty chill um so mallory what are your thoughts i really like how this is slower and more ambient um and i guess i want to talk a little bit about water levels because i feel like in a lot of games we hear examples of really chill music for water levels and i don't know like in general how people feel about that but i like it because i mean in my experience when you're swimming you're moving slower and so just like everybody else's experience but like your perception of time feels different at least for me because you're moving slower so yeah, why, like, I guess it makes sense when they have kind of chill music in water levels because, yeah, it definitely, it almost always slows the pace of the game down. Um, like, it's interesting, in this game, it's not a water level. It's just whenever you dive into the water, it switches to this. Like, it fades out, the main track fades out, and this one fades in. Um, and so you kind of just, like, in this, I kind of just like swimming underwater um because now now i need to preface this with i have never gotten that far in tropical freeze um what a game yeah. you haven't finished i didn't play it um because it's really hard listening to <laughs> um i played it with a friend i never owned it my friend owned it on wii u and him and i played it and we only got so far before we kind of got too frustrated because <laughs> it is like notoriously difficult this is a really hard game and uh we yeah we only got so far but one thing that i noticed while playing it i was like wow this game is brutal but the music is so good <laughs> and so uh that kind of always kept me going because you wanted to hear the next i wanted to listen to the music more than anything um mind you the gameplay is actually like really good it's a very solid platformer um like if you aren't familiar with donkey kong country uh it's just a 2d platformer where you play as donkey kong like a big kind of monkey ape dude um and this one has four playable characters you've got uh, diddy um cranky and oh i'm forgetting the name of the fourth one but and they all have like slightly different gameplay styles so you can pick it and if you're playing like multiplayer you can like each pick different ones which is kind of cool but yeah like i really love this track i love like kind of the breathing sound and just the very chill ambience it just like it makes you feel this kind of serene feeling when you're underwater even though like you might only be underwater for 30 seconds in the whole level like this track is three minutes long which is amazing because like i assume it was just like all right well what if people just want to chill and jam yeah and let's just let them do it i mean but imagine if like 
the regular level music was still playing while you were swimming around, you'd probably kind of get stressed out because you feel like you should be moving at that pace still. You should still be getting through the level. Um, but the music is a good cue for you to take it easy a little bit and, you know, not rush through that part of the level. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, uh, it does a good job of that. It's very good at kind of cueing your brain in to be like, okay, slow down. And I, I like how music can do that, especially in a game like this, um, where the tempo of the music will actually can affect the tempo of your play because you're like, okay, you get those kind of subliminal cues. It's like, it's, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to relax a little bit. Yeah. And this is super chill. I love it. Honestly, when you sent me the playlist and I opened it up and started listening, I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm, I'm playing the wrong playlist. There's got to be another tab playing right now. Like, there's not, this isn't the playlist. <laughs> then I had to double check it to make sure it was the Donkey Kong playlist <laughs> because I really liked it. I was like, wait, no, my other music must be on right now. The stuff I listen to normally, you know? Um, but I really like this. Um, we get a lot, you know... There's not too much. Uh... So I read online that the composer, uh, David Wise, right? Um, yeah. He wanted to do a lot of sampling for the original soundtrack, Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. Um, so it's kind of cool to hear in Tropical Freeze, you know, we've got something with more power than the SNES. Um, maybe not that much. Because <laughs> it's just the Wii U. Burn on the Wii U. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> I, well, I love Zelda, but, <laughs> um, so it's, it's cool to hear, you know, stuff that sounds like acoustic sampling and maybe it's not, maybe they're just really nice, um, uh, synths, but you know, we get like some drums, which are probably synth, but you know, lots of I mean, drums. the acoustic guitar in this doesn't sound real like it doesn't if it is no. it sounds like there's some sort of like it, it sounds like a guitar but it sounds like there's and it sounds like an acoustic guitar but it sounds like there's some sort of effect on it yeah if, well if it's real i know because it to me it kind of sounds like a nylon a nylon string guitar so a little bit of like a classical thing going on there um a little bit um but i don't really know that much about guitars so i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but i hear a little bit of harp um there's some xylophone at the end so, like, there's some, you know, acoustic-inspired instruments in this, at least. Well, you can tell that he's a he's a jazz musician because there's almost always, like, a random solo stuck in one of these things. And this one, I love yeah. it because it's just that, like, synth solo. Um, right. But one of the tracks later we'll get to has, like, a really sweet saxophone solo, which yeah. I love. It's really cool. And you can hear it. There's a little bit of, like, I think this one focuses a lot on creating a soundscape and ambience with like of course we have like synth chords and everything in the background but we've also got some reverb going on um all of the you know quote-unquote acoustic instruments too so it's kind of just like really vibey and that's it we have like towards the end it picks up it's a little faster with the melody and that's that's the probably one of like the solo sections but um yeah, no, I mean, like, this is really good. I so totally agree. Um, and with that, let's let's get on to the next track. And the next track is probably, it's, I have two, two favorites on this list of six. Um, and they're tied for first. This one, the next track is something that I honestly, like, 
will put on in the background when I'm working or something. Like, it's just so chill and so good. But let's get into it.
So that was Grassland Groove. And uh, this level takes place kind of like on a, the Sahara or something like that. Um, so it's got a very like, you know, though it has sort of like a tropical vibe, it's more of a grassland, if you can imagine, based on the title. Um, Is that what grasslands sound like to you? I guess. Now they do. <laughs> I mean, I just, I love this this track because it's so like harmonic. You've got all the like the vocals and stuff and it's just it's so relaxing i don't know i love it like you probably hate it because it's good but um let's hear your thoughts okay um so after listening to this i have a theory um that this is really just a choral piece it's not like a big yeah it has instrumentals but to me this was written like a choral piece you want to know why or do you agree no. with me already? No, it's definitely a choral piece. <laughs> like okay. the vocals are the main. Exactly. But what's your theory? Okay. I'm sure um, the listeners are intrigued. Almost nothing happens in the development of the rhythm um, in the instruments. We have a really consistent rhythm. This is six minutes long. It does repeat about halfway through, so it's like a double. You get you get two. You get double of this track. You get to hear it twice. Um, Which is better than once because it's amazing. Because twice is better than once, yes. Um, So we do have some reeds, some woodwinds, yes. Um, We have some development there because they come in and out. Um, And it's really nice, actually. It it accompanies the the vocals really well, Um, gives that, like, extra depth to the music. Um, But really, this is a choral piece. I mean... And we have some, like, a little bit of beatboxing going on, right? Because, like, it's accompanying the drums, which is pretty cool. Um, But I know that there was interest in having, like, sound effects built into the music for these games, um, for this game, or at least Donkey Kong Country. And I don't know. I think that's pretty cool that some of the vocal parts sound a little bit like sound effects, like like if you were running past an NPC or something or I don't know. Um, like another character and they just kind of like have a I don't know what do they what do they call that when you've got like well it's like an interactable sound like you run past somebody and they like say something right some of it sounds like that like it could be that and then other parts sound like very structured um, melody lines and and duets and ensembles things like that so I don't know it's pretty cool it's like all based on this beatboxing scatting jazzy choral part yeah which is awesome one weird thing about this track though is like it almost feels um i'm gonna use a musical term but i'm not describing the music it feels dissonant compared to the gameplay like it the the track is so chill just like the way that the choral the way that it's orchestrated like just the chorus is so relaxing and stuff like that. You have like what sounds like a kid going like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, the ooh, oh. it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just like, it's so chill. But then the gameplay in this game is hard and you're trying to avoid all these things and you're like doing crazy platforming. Um, yet somehow it works because it's just so good. Um, you know, David Wise can pull it off. Like, this is something, like I said, I, I would listen to um, just on my own, like, outside of the context of the game. 
Um, and I know, uh, you know, there were, I've definitely said that on many occasions and there were quite a few where I've said I haven't, like, you know, when we talked about Horizon or Animal Crossing, for example, I was like, a lot of the music kind of requires the context of the game. I feel like Donkey Kong, um, it does not whatsoever. Like this music almost doesn't fit the game because it's like, (laughs) it's just chill jazz. And that's not really like the kind of music you expect from like a 2D platformer. But I don't know. It 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 works. It fits. Um, and yeah, I I, I really love um, the chorus. Like not the chorus in the song, but the the choral parts because um, there are kind of two main ones. There's the one at the beginning and then the one at the end of the loop. Um, and they're both like like I almost feel like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost feels like it dropped, like there's like a little tad of dissonance before the second part, just to make it really like that harmony stand out even more. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so let me ask, there's two things I want to ask before we move on, um, like continuing to talk about this piece. Um, first one is we keep talking about the music in Tropical Freeze, because we're listening to the music in Tropical Freeze, but we're also talking about Donkey Kong Country. So just so we, like, clarify, um, is the music in Tropical Freeze basically a recreation of what we heard in Donkey Kong Country? No, well, okay, this is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, right? That's the full name of the game. Um, And it definitely, like, is take some inspiration from the original i mean because david wise also composed the original ones um but no this is like wholly original stuff yeah okay cool yeah i wanted to clarify just because i think we've been talking about them kind of as the same game sometimes and i just want to make sure at least for our listeners and also for me that um we know we're specifically talking about donkey Kong country tropical freeze yeah all of this music is from tropical freeze somehow i was thinking so we were so, because sometimes we talk about you know remake music, and so it's like, yeah, this was in this other game, but we're listening to like the recent version kind of thing, right? So that's not the case here. Um, the other thing I was going to ask is, so when you listen to this piece, the song, what emotions do you feel? And um, I know you say like it doesn't really fit the game necessarily, but like, how does it feel to listen to this one? I mean, I feel relaxed, honestly. Like, the way that the choir is orchestrated, I find it very relaxing. Just the kind of low, like, ooh, and then the kind of, the the very harmonic, uh, yeah, the the, the harmonic, the harmony of the choir I find very relaxing. Um, I think that something that, at least I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, I'm sure they have, but um, something I realized when we talk about music that has choir in it or singing for games, especially choir, there's something about choir that like appeals to you like immediately in a way that like maybe an orchestration doesn't as like quickly, if that makes sense. Like there's something now, to visceral. You, do you mean like me personally no, just in or general? <laughs> oh, okay. Like people like, okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, I am starting to think that if you have a really nice choral ensemble and you've written it in a really nice way, 
there's something about that like human aspect that if just anybody's listening to it, you have like a visceral reaction to it. If it's meant to do that, if it's like beautiful music or it's, or if it wants to make you feel happy or relaxed, right? Like this song. Cause like, um, but it, like, there's also people who, if you've studied classical music or if you love classical music or somehow like, you know, that is music that you enjoy, you can have the same reaction to classical music. And by that, you know, I, I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit, but I just mean orchestration or like piano or guitar or something. Right. Um, you can still have that reaction, but I think what I'm trying to say is that like having that very obvious, direct human element of a choir makes it really accessible just for anybody. And it's just like immediate, right? Like I was listening to this. I'm like, yeah, I could, I could picture myself running around in a field, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's something very joyous about it. But I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, there's something about having singing in music that makes it more relatable. Like a lot of people don't listen to instrumental music at all. Um, they don't find it interesting or, or likable or whatever. Um, and I think there's something about, you know, we are tuned to hear and like human voices. That is how we evolved. And so it totally makes sense that we enjoy the human voice as like the human voice is our favorite instrument. And I mean, if you were going to nail me down, I'd probably say, yeah, it is like a great singer can, you know, a great singer can kind of blow you away or a great choir um, can evoke feelings that I don't think even like the most amazing like orchestras can there's just something about a choir um or singers that really affects people that i don't think instruments can do maybe i'm wrong but uh yeah i, I think you're you're hitting on something there yeah i think that in my experience instrumentals can hit people in that way but it in at least in my experience it feels like that comes from being close enough with the music that you you're not concentrating on like, Oh, what's going to happen next. It's more like if you're playing it, especially if you're the musician playing it, right. Um, not just like a passive listener. Um, and, and like you're feeling it and you're trying to perform it a certain way like that. You can have that. Right. Um, or if you're a listener and you know the piece so well that you could perform it, or like at least <laughs> maybe not technically, but like, you know, you know it, right? Um, like the back of your hand or something. Yeah, you could play it in your head. Yeah, exactly. Like you you could play it without in your brain without being in person watching it happen. Um so I think it's like the closeness. And so like that also, yeah, that supports what you're saying is like we are already so close to the instrument of the human voice, so it is that accessible. You are gonna have that kind of reaction to it, right? I don't know, cool stuff. So what emotions does this evoke in you then, this track? For me, it's it's very joyous, like I was mentioning before. Like it's just very um I wouldn't I wanna say lighthearted, but it's more complex than that because there's layers of voices. I mean, this is like a collective group that is joyous, right? It's not just lighthearted, it's like we're celebrating. 
<laughs> this is a very celebratory um, anthem. Do I want to say anthem? I don't know, but it feels like it feels like a really important song. Yeah, I agree. It is it is kind of like a celebratory anthem, which is weird because it's like the second level of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like just your standard fair platforming level and yet it's just like this incredible like joyous yeah. <laughs> choir <laughs> um all right so on that note let's jump in to the next track Thank you. 
that song is so good. So we just listened to uh, the soundtrack or the piece from the level Twilight Terror. And this is known as Sticker Brush Symphony. And this is actually, so you were asking last time, uh, are any of these like tracks remakes? This is. So this originally appeared in Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. Classic pun name because all of the Donkey Kong things have names, have like punny names. Um, so, yeah, so this is like a remake of that. Um, the original one is way more synth heavy than this one. Like, even though this has a lot of synth in it, like, you can tell there are a lot of like real samples. Like, the whole kind of solo is like a pan flute, which is awesome. There's like what appears to be a real guitar. Um, I don't know like what more can be said about this. Like this is just an incredible track. Um, so Twilight Terror is kind of like Grassland Groove, but at night. Um, and like again, like this, this is just such a chill song. Like the gameplay is kind of is like super hard. This is so good though. Like I could just listen to this all day long. And this will come up later. Uh, this is like again in the last track. We're gonna hear some more Sticker Brush Symphony but it's going to be like different instruments and stuff like that. And don't worry, you can't hear this too much. And that's going to be some sweet, 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 smooth jazz. So it's all going to be good. This is PKNY coming from you live. Wait, no, 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 I messed that up. This is Jazzy P coming from you, coming to you live from Toronto, Ontario. (laughs) That took like three tries. <laughs> I know. I'm not ready for the radio, okay? Jazzy That's P. why we don't do this live, even though you're not going to edit that out. Um, no, wait, I wait. I got, I got this. I got this, okay? That was good. That was good. This is Jazzy P coming to you live from Toronto, Ontario. And that was David Wise with Sticker Brush Symphony. Do you want to be called Jazzy P? I mean, for this episode, I may need to be, like, because that's some good, good, solid jamming jazz. I could listen to that all day long. It is just incredible. Again, like, you don't need the con When the music is, when it slaps like this, you don't need the game. You could never have played Donkey Kong. You, you could have no idea who Donkey Kong is. Everyone knows who Donkey Kong is because Donkey it was like, a classic yeah. arcade game. Like, he originated in the arcade uh against jump man i don't know what you were saying i just ignored it um <laughs> i was i was but, referencing uh, a very old meme um but uh yeah like this is just in context out of context like you want to play these games because the music is so good if you don't have a switch and uh nintendo online get one just to play donkey kong country one because the music is incredible um and then you can get tropical freeze for the switch as well and you can play that these aren't easy games but you know what it's worth it just to hear the next track and jazzy p out all right what are your thoughts Matt jazzy Larry? p come back i actually do want to talk about jazz a little bit here <laughs> um so yeah let's talk about jazz man now i'm not a jazz musician i attempt to study jazz but i Clearly, I have like my background is mostly classical. Like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm just listening to this in my head over and over again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Well, while you have your little flashback of like three minutes ago when we were actually were listening to it, um, yeah, no. So, like, I'm gonna preface this by saying, like, I am not a jazz musician. I, I love jazz. I, I 
work on studying the theory so that I can incorporate the rhythms into my work. And that's what I want to talk about, the rhythms. Um, so a lot of the rhythms that we've heard so far have been pretty consistent. Like there isn't usually too much that is like developing. But I want to say like typically in a jazz band, the rhythm section really is the backbone, right? And the other instruments are kind of taking cues around it to do their own um, solos and everything. And yeah, you will get drum solos, right? Like the drummer gets a turn at solos. Um, but in this music for this game, we don't really get like drum solo sections. We get other instruments doing some really rhythmic things and, you know, doing their own interesting things, right? So, I mean, we do have the formula of like a jazz band right here. It's just like we're using synths. We've got um, guitar, the pan flute, you know. I love the rising synth. Holy shit. That is so vibey. I love it so much. Dude, that's my favorite part. Like the There's like the little like uh, embellishments on the rhythm at the end of a couple of the phrases. And then there's the rising synth. Rising synths. So good. I honestly didn't hear a word you said. I know you didn't. I was just didn't. playing this in my head. You're just like, just like bobbing your head over there. It's just like, this is so good. Like this is so, I want to tell you the secret to getting Patrick to love a song. And there is one key and it is saxophone. <laughs> Throw a saxophone in there and I love it. And all I'm doing is thinking about the Sticker Brush Symphony that we're going to listen to in a couple of tracks, and it's got the saxophone. Okay, don't get That's ahead of yourself, I though. <laughs> I know. But we have a couple tracks so to go. Good. It's just so good. just want to rush you along so we can get to that, because I just want to hear it. It's so good. Anyway, um, no, I totally agree. Um, it, <laughs> you agree, the, but you weren't listening. <laughs> well, I heard a few words here and there. Um, like the, the rhythm is vital to any good jazz track and, or piece, however you want to call it. Um, and the rhythm in this is incredible. It's got this awesome synth in the background. Um, like even though like kind of the pan flute steals the show a little bit, um, the rhythm and the synthy rhythms hold this up and make it incredible. Um, any, anyone can do, uh, like a guitar solo, like in this would actually be a saxophone solo that's what it was like supposed to be and we'll hear that later um but anyone can do that you can just whip out you know if you're a good sax player you can whip that out but to make it a true jazz song you really need to have all of the sections in working in tandem and working in harmony and if david wise is good at one thing uh it's making kind of really harmonic pieces um but he's not just good at one thing. He's good, like he's a good jazz composer. Uh, so he really knows how to use those rhythms and all that stuff and put them together to make something incredible. Um, and I mean, even though this is a remake of a track that was made 30 years ago, it's still awesome. Holds up to this day. It's it's incredible. I don't know what more I can say, honestly. Like I'm just gushing over this. It's so good. Every piece of it is amazing. Just wait. I just can't wait to hear it again. So I guess I guess Mallory has nothing to add. She is just speechless as well. Um, with that, Jazzy P is going to take you to our next track. Is that canon now? Uh, it is for this episode. <laughs>
So we just listened to High Tide Ride. Uh, this is the fourth level in uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And what's interesting about this level is it's um, it's basically on rails. So the music can sync up to the gameplay perfectly. And it actually does as it kind of gets the music kind of picks up as the um, thing picks as the stage picks up so donkey kong is kind of notorious for like literal on rail sections where you're in a a cart like a mining cart and going through and so that's what's happening in this is you're like you know leaping between three or four tracks and there's crazy stuff happening you're gonna die a lot um if you watch gameplay videos they won't but you will when you play it um but uh but yeah so i like this because it's got an awesome tropical vibe uh number two favorite instrument for me behind saxophone is steel drums and this has a lot of it so i love this and it's got that whatever tropical instrument that goes like you hear it in like spongebob and all sorts of stuff like that mallory tried to look it up and i did too but we couldn't figure out what it's actually called um because unfortunately you can't just google instrument that goes and well SpongeBob. yeah and when i googled the instrument in spongebob you know what came up mayonnaise <laughs> so really i joke. think you know like uh google is not on my side no google's not helping i fell for us. that i should have known that's what would come up <laughs> damn yeah i know but it's funny nevertheless google google likes to play some jokes it's good it's good it's good um obviously watch um the bubble bowl episode of spongebob if you don't get that joke it's a <laughs> it's a great ball. episode <laughs> the bubble ball <laughs> sorry and you'll, you'll get all of, you'll get it's all coming you'll get to the, me the sweet victory song stuck in your head forever too yeah no, um, that's been in my i think that's been in my head since i was born i know i love that song <laughs> um but yeah this is a really this is a fun piece it's you know it's not as super amazing as uh as the last one but it's still really enjoyable to listen to it's got kind of uh all of the jazzy vibes that we love from david wise but it's got this tropical flair even though the well, level i was isn't... gonna say tropical flair i was gonna interrupt you and be like yeah except with the tropical flair and then you said it i was mm. like wow well. yeah <laughs> Fools never differ. Sorry. That's what they say. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. After <laughs> killing my train of thought, what are, what are your thoughts, Mallory? Um, well, I think that all of the heat is getting to me. And we're talking about a game that's supposed to be tropical freeze. Except now it's like really hot in here and I'm going crazy and we're talking about Spongebob. Um, (laughs) No, I really like this. The tropical um, style is like very, very blatant in this track and it's really nice. You know, we start off with something really nice with the ukulele and everything and it's really light. Um, And then there's trouble afoot, right? It goes into a minor key. There's some dissonance. Um, we have string section. There's like violin. There's a violin breakdown. And we've got an electric guitar breakdown too. I mean, that's like really random for, you know, a typical, well, I don't want to say a typical tropic, tropical um, ensemble because I don't know anything about um, like tropical music. So, but at least like I wouldn't expect to hear a violin and then an electric guitar. <laughs> 
from what yeah, cause it's, had the way that it's this track jazzy. Starts up. So yeah. I mean, you know, electric guitar is a classical is a classic jazz instrument. So this is true. Still, it is. It's a good meld between kind of like the tropical stuff, and you know, I'm saying tropical, but it's kind of tropical as we hear it here. I don't actually know yeah. what real tropical music sounds like, but Me just either. like the classic steel drum and stuff like that. Um, that kind of vibe it creates that kind of vibe um and so yeah when you throw in i i think you know it's it's a it's a good uh kind of subversion when you toss in some violins and electric guitars and stuff like that to really uh to change it up a little bit and not necessarily what you'd expect from a from a tropical theme yeah it works it does work um so do you have any any more thoughts? I know we haven't talked about this very long, and all we did was gush about our, our last track. And SpongeBob. Um, yeah, and SpongeBob, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we're getting closer to the track you really, really, really want to hear. So let's do it. All right. Let's jump ahead one more track.
so we just listened to Harvest Hazards and Panicky Puddles, or Panicky Paddles, <laughs> sorry, uh, the underwater part of uh, Panicky Paddles. And uh, I, I like this a lot. It's, um, it's again, it's, it's a very kind of chill, uh, like, ambient thing with, with the synths and the... I don't know what instrument would you say that is like maybe it's a guitar or I think we've got some synths and a lap harp which is really specific and weird for me to think that that's what that is but something tells me that's a lap harp <laughs> and uh I kind of love like the B section where you get like the build of the synths and then like another solo comes in yes okay um, so like the B section with the build of the synths that is some like synth wave stuff right? It's like monophonic synths and they're building up and they're trading off. And then we go back to like the lap harp. And I like that. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. It's really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that. Like, um, I don't know, break it down. Like what are, what are your thoughts on this? Break it, break it down for me. Break. Let's, let's, let's get into this musically. What I noticed is this is like our first track that doesn't have, um, drums as like a really main specific like you know oh like a important element right we have a little bit of percussion here and there but it's so light and so minimal mostly the percussion is coming from like the rhythm of the synths because we have some monophonic synths and monophonic just means that um you only get one sound at a time from a specific instrument so let's say you have two notes playing you want to play you can't play two notes at the same time on the same interstep instrument sorry so to explain that further if a piano was monophonic you wouldn't be able to play chords you'd only be able to play one note at a time that's all that means um and so there's some monophonic synths in here that are layered and um we have some rhythm coming from those like and we've got some delay as well and the delay is like you know a note plays and then it's like it sounds like it's echoing but it's like clearly a delay not like echoing reverb in a room it's like it's it's actually repeating until it dies out right it's a delay um right so each time it repeats like the volume gets a little lower yeah so it's like it's like a mix of delay and reverb right um because it's repeating uh so yeah i mean it's interesting because like this feels really different from the other songs just because it doesn't have as much of a prominent drum section but this was this is similar to the uh, the other underwater track, um, the second one we listened to, Mangrove. Uh, what was it Mangrove something? Um, with the underwater track, because I don't think that had drums either. It was more of like an ambient uh, synth heavy piece, and this is kind of the same way where. Like, I feel like this one has the very obvious A and B sections. And I don't know, the synths are doing some interesting things. You get uh, what sounds like it's kind of building. You get a little dissonance and then it, it jumps into the solo. And I wonder if that's kind of more of a jazz thing, um, just throwing a little bit of dissonance in there. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, so like jazz um, scales and tonality is different from like something that you might hear in like pop or classical music they're a little bit different so like dissonance is pretty common 
from what I understand of it. And I wouldn't be able to tell you an actual jazz scale because I don't know them. But yeah, like dissonance is part of that. Like you can absolutely have dissonance. Well, I feel like, and we've definitely talked about this before on various episodes in the past, but like a little bit of dissonance makes a harmony that much more impactful. Um, so I think like used well, like obviously there's there's kind of the, the like um, Stravinsky style dissonance where you're just, um, you know, your your dissonance is the point. But there's also like um, dissonance to accentuate harmony. And I think that's David Wise is really he nails that really well in all of the tracks where he's used it. Um, where he builds using dissonance and then the harmony hits even harder. Um, and you hear that a bit in this one. This one doesn't have strong harmonies, um, like, for example, in Sticker Brush Symphony or Grassland Groove, but um, it's still just really enjoyable to listen to. Uh, he has this way of, I mean, it's a very obvious, like, David Wise track. Um, that being said, it does sound like, it has a slightly different sound than Grassland Groove. Like it's very much the the underwater part sticks out. Like you can tell he's got like a a style for his underwater themes. So I think what's interesting is that we have talked about this in a previous episode, um, but I think there's a reason why dissonance can still sound really good, um, and it's not just you know dissonance is like two notes that don't really sound super great together like this. There's something going on there that doesn't sound right. Like, you kind of want to hear something like this instead. Like, either of those are, you know, nice, major, and I think the first one was a... I played a, a minor third, and the, and the second one was a major third, right? In the key of C. But when I played this... Either of those have a little bit of dissonance. Actually, what's funny is this second one that I played, that's a minor second, which is like two, it's just one half step. But then there's like a major second, which has like two half steps. Because there's a, we have a, um, a C sharp in between. So anyway, there's more distance between these two notes in the major second. So that's why it's like there's some dissonance, but not really because it's a major second, but the minor second has dissonance, right? So when you have these notes really, really close together like that, you're going to notice it so easily. But if you space it out, like if you play a seventh with a with with a C, so like C and B, that's still kind of dissonant. But if you add other notes to it. All of a sudden, it's this gorgeous chord, right? And like, let me just add the seventh on the bass because why not? <laughs> that sounds really bad, right? But if I take the seventh, instead of putting the seventh on the bottom, because basically when I put the seventh on the bottom, I'm trying to tell you that we're actually in the key of B, or at least a key that like has a bass note in B. But what I want to do is play in C with the seventh. So actually, like if I add um, a more common bass note like C instead, 
we basically have all of these notes together that are all in harmony with each other, and then all of a sudden, a little bit of dissonance on top. But we can rearrange that. Like, I can try it a different way. If I do the E, for example, it's only a major third above the C, but the E's in the bass, so it kind of changes the tonality. And it feels more dissonant, right? If I use the G in the bass, which is the fifth above the C, that sounds pretty normal, right? Like it sounds pretty, like it sounds major still. Um, it doesn't sound as dissonant. It sounds kind of similar as if I had like the C in the bass. But again, like the third and the seventh, I'll try that again. Both of those sound really dissonant. So it's like, you can combine these notes. It's just kind of like how you arrange it on the keyboard, right? If I have like the one or the five in the bass, like I can pretty much like, if I want to do something higher up, like a more complex chord higher up, and maybe I'll move the, um, I'll mess around with like the, the inversion a little bit, like. So that's me keeping the C in the bass, right? And just to wrap it up, I want to show if I kept the seventh in the bass instead, which is B, and I played the same thing. Huge difference, right? It's like, so the number, the way that you arrange the structure of the chord and like that, um, vertical harmony when you have all the notes at the same time, right? And, and like how spaced out everything is from each other, like that ma really makes a difference. So you can have this dissonance and, and it can still sound super gorgeous. And you're like, is that dissonance? I'm not really sure. Sevenths and sixths are great for that. Okay. So I have a couple questions yes. on this then. So the first one is dissonance is just when you add a note when you harmonize with a note that's not in the scale, right? So that it sounds off. Yes. Yes and no. Because the seventh is still in the scale, but it's not, you know, really simple chord that you can just use. Like, it's not the right tonality, you know? So, like, if I have a regular C chord... So, like, that note... This note is still in the C scale, see? It's still there. Like if I play this, that should have made everybody angry just now because I didn't finish the sequence. There, that should have been satisfying to hear that. Um, it's still in the scale. It's just that um, if you combine the notes in a certain way, you can create dissonance, even though like you're not leaving the scale. I could do Let's say I wanted to do the C scale with a lowered seventh. I don't know why, but like you could just make up a scale. And I'm sure I'm sure that pattern actually exists somewhere because there's more scales than just major, minor, augmented, diminished. That's just what we learn um, in like pop music theory, I guess you could call it. I mean, jazz theory is completely different, right? Like you're going to get different scales. You can have a pentatonic scale, which is like five notes in a scale. And it's all whole steps. So it's like... Uh, you know, I don't really remember it, but I think it's like this. Um... 
That's a pentatonic scale. Is it? I'm not sure. To be honest... Well, that's a whole tone scale. My bad. That's a whole tone scale. <laughs> because I only used whole steps. Um, but, like, there's all kinds of scales, right? So, some scales are more dissonant than others. Um, you can create dissonance within a scale, even though, like, those notes are still in the scale. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. But it leads me to my second question, which is, how do you use dissonance to um, amplify harmony? Right. Okay. So I think that goes into what I was demonstrating a little bit earlier, which was showing that if you change the arrangement just a little bit, like you change your bass note kind of gives you the color of like the whole harmony. Um, and you can of course like phrase things in a way so that the bass note isn't necessarily what you're going to base your tonality on. But like, if you mess around with what the bass note is, then that's how you're going to like be able to use that dissonance to your advantage. Right. Um, when I picked more dissonant bass notes, it sounded more dissonant. When I picked more neutral bass notes, like the one and the five, like C and G, it sounded like pretty airy and light and, and like you get like this like jazzy feeling. Right. Right. Okay, I think that makes sense. Obviously, if it doesn't, feel free to tweet at us at just the jams, um, and uh, Mallory will answer your questions on the next episode. Yes, also, or maybe she'll just tweet right back. At if you. I got anything wrong, <laughs> also tweet at us because you know um, I am also you know the experience I have is with classical music, and like I don't know all the scales that there that exist. But there are a lot, and I think we don't like talk about them enough when we learn music because we try to keep it really simple. Um, but I think once you have the fundamentals down, like, you know, it's a really good opportunity to learn about these other scales and like study jazz. And there's no reason why, if you're a classical musician, you shouldn't also be studying jazz at the same time. I don't think they complicate each other. I think actually it's like two different ways of looking at music. And as we know, like jazz rhythms are impeccable. Like, I wish I had studied jazz earlier on so that, um, you know, jazz rhythms felt more, um, I don't know, like, natural to me, right? Like, now I study them well, because I aspire to write like that, but, uh, yeah. Well, it, w it was like uh, back in one of the Final Fantasy Month episodes uh, where we did One Winged Angel and we had to do that weird Stravinsky scale, Um and yeah, so you're right. Like there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that exists outside of like mainstream music theory. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it can really augment one's <laughs> ability. Yeah. <laughs> huh? um, but I'm sick of talking about dissonance. <laughs> I want to get to our final track because I want to jam. So. I'm going to kindly say shut up, Mallory, and let's get to it. Jazzy P, out. I'll be back, but we'll jam first. Do some smooth You just keep jam. going. You just keep going. <laughs>
And that was David Wise and Peter Nielsen giving us a little bit of heaven with their smooth jazz rendition of the Donkey Kong main theme and Sticker Brush Symphony. I'm your host, Jazzy P, alongside Lame Mallory, jamming to some jazzy tunes. Lame? Okay, you can't interrupt my jazzy intro like that. You can't call me Lame. Well, that's your jazz name. I'm sorry. That's not my jazz name. Um... So my yeah, jazzy that name was is, is uh, my jazzy name. What could be my jazzy well, name? Well, while you think of that, I will just tell all of you folks listening. Uh, yeah, that was uh, David Wise and Peter Nielsen. I'm pretty sure David Wise just got some of his friends together, and he was like, "Let's just play the the Donkey Kong main theme and Sticker Brush Symphony, um, and just jam to it." And so he just whipped out his sax, and they just went whole hog on it. And, like, if this isn't the greatest thing you've heard all day, you've been having a good day. This is such a good piece. Like, holy crap, it's so fun. Like, just the saxophone. And when they go into Sticker Brush Symphony and they start layering the saxophone, like, man, I'm in heaven. Like, it's just incredible. And then there's a little, like, piano solo and a little guitar solo. Like, this is basically two. This is, like, three little tracks, basically. You start off with the main theme, and then uh, at two minutes, there's a little transition. And then at about three minutes, there's a final transition into Sticker Brush Symphony. And they just go nuts. And it's so much fun. Like, I'm pretty sure there's no synth in this. I think it's all live instruments. Oh, there's some synth, but Uh, it's, like, the backing track that we heard before. Is it? I didn't even notice it. I was yeah. just so heavily paying attention to the to the piano and the saxophone, right? And stuff. Like we still have the sounded... rising synth in Sticker Brush Symphony. Like we still yeah. have some stuff going on in the background because basically what this is is like a new rendition of that. And what they've done is they've got like structure with, um, you know, you got saxophone for like the you know like the chorus and stuff like that, uh, B section, um, and but you've also got like you know yeah like these are solos a couple of instruments have solos so they've they've taken the backing track and they've put solos on top of it which is really cool because you know yeah it's it's basically just like i'm like i i honestly think he was just like hey guys like let's get let's get the boys together and just like the boys and just like the jazz boys jam. he's like all right here's 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 like the music let's jam and he just whipped out his sax and you know what i i think I wonder if there were actually two saxophone players um, in like, uh, or if it was just like studio magic where they start playing over one another. It was probably just him because they probably recorded because those sections, um, those B sections. Not like the delayed part, but like the the part where he like holds a few notes and then the other one like comes in over it. Yeah, because like those parts are, um, every time those come in, you can hear that it's pretty much the same part. So it seems like those are kind of like, okay, these are like your in-between sections um, that he recorded to be the same so that his solos stand out even more. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I don't know what more to say. Like, honestly, I'm just, I'm in love with this stuff. If you got, you can go on for days. I'm just going to play this in my head (laughs) while you talk, though. Well, I did want to point out that I love that we have like you know basically the Donkey Kong theme at the beginning, but it's in like a like a big band 
40s jazz style, which is really fun. And then, of course, you know, I would say that the jazz style of um, our, like, second piece is... What is it called again? Sticker? Sticker Brush Symphony? Sticker Brush yes. Symphony, yeah. Um, Sticker Brush Symphony. Are the jazz style for that is more modern. I would say that with the drums and everything, it feels a little bit 90s R&B. That could be completely off, but like the drum beat and everything feels... doesn't feel R&B at all. You don't think so? No. I kind of feel it. Just like... Like a slower jam? I mean, it's a slow jam for sure, but I think it's just like it's a good kind of jazzy rhythm because like you can hear um you know the drumsticks that are like the uh they've got like the fan almost like you can you can hear that and that's a very jazzy thing definitely um and uh and just like you know you got the uh the the electric guitar with the wah in it the i think that's what it is there's some like funk in there but it also it's like uh you know um, because it's got these synths and everything, that's why, like, I guess to me, it feels like we're getting into like an, a jazz era close to the nineties, but, um, probably not. I think it just sounds a little bit modern to me. Oh, it's definitely full of funk. Like this is a very, like, it's funky, it's smooth. It's just, it's so easy to listen to. Like, this is honestly like what I want. If I turn on an easy listening station, I <laughs> you want, want this. Donkey Kong country tropical yeah. freeze. Yeah, I do. <laughs> End credits. <laughs> this is a jam. Like, I honestly think if you gave this to any random person, like, who likes jazz and didn't tell them, like, and they knew nothing about Donkey Kong, I bet they'd be like, oh, yeah, th- that was, like, really fun to listen Can to. Can you try that experiment this week? I don't know how many jazz people I know. Actually, I know some people who are, like, big into jazz. If you have jazz friends, so just play it, it for them, them and tell them it's, like, uh, tell them... Uh, Tell them it's like, you know, Dave Brubeck or something or tell them Fats Waller played the piano on it or, you know, just like throw out some names and see. Well, I'll just say it's David Wise and Peter Nielsen and they'll be like, oh, I've never heard of those guys before. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, man, it's a jam. Just be like, like oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, these are these guys are like really big in the jazz scene. I don't know. Like they're kind of indie, though. Right. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, don't look them up first. Just listen and then just see what they say. <laughs> I want to know. I want to hear next week. Like, I want an update. Yeah, but the problem is, like, I can't send someone the link because it's just, it'll say Donkey That's Kong. True. So you have to be there in person and play it in person and just be like, yeah. yo, here's some Which headphones. harder said than done these days. Yeah, that's true. Social distancing. Um, so I might have to wait a little while yeah, for that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a, I might yeah, be able I'll let to, you know. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, like, do some experiments. That'd be kind of a yeah. funny uh episode not gonna lie like people's blind reactions to some game music i think a lot of this stuff um like if we cherry picked some stuff and like didn't tell people like you could almost i bet you could tell someone like one winged angel was a stravinsky piece and people would be like oh yeah i get it like because it's got that very stravinsky-esque part and so like some would be like oh i've never heard this before yeah I mean, though, like, the end is not at all. Like, that's not Stravinsky at yeah. all. <laughs> um, with, like, the chanting and stuff like that. Right. But, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff you could throw out. And I think you could, if you, the person didn't know, uh, they wouldn't have an, the opportunity to be snobby and be like, that's not video game music. It's just not <laughs> as the, good as, like, a, cl- what is that? a true classical composer. So we have to start thinking about our friends that we know that we could um, test things out on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> friend, I don't know how many friends I have that like classical music and video games. Like, or or maybe I said that wrong. I don't know that many friends who like classical music. First of all, and haven't heard video game music or like vice versa. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that makes. I don't sense. know because I think I have so few friends that like classical music that most of them also like video games. So it might be hard for me. <laughs> that's true. That is like a dorky intersection. <laughs> Maybe find some older people. Right. I could play, you know, I think uh, my granddad, he likes jazz. There you go. <laughs> Give this to him. Because he wouldn't know how to use a computer anyway, right? So just play it He's for like him. He's like 90. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he'd just be like, oh, Mallory, this is a bop. He's in a jazz band. Yeah. So he would get it. He'd be like, oh, I haven't heard of like, this game in a while, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's true. Okay, so we need to show our grandparents the video game music because they probably have not played the games. Um, My grandparents are dead, Mallory. That's mean. I'm sorry. How dare I'm you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, they, they are actually dead, okay. but uh, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> it was just funny. Um, anyway, on that note, thank you so much for listening to episode 17 of just the jams podcast the podcast where we deep dive into video game music this was a really fun one um we'll be back next week and uh we might do some more david wise or we might do something different uh follow our twitter to know for sure um but we always have a few ideas cooking um can i say every time like i'm really proud of myself for this every time we've said david wise i really almost say david wallace and i'm really proud of myself that i didn't until now me too i'm proud of you too you did it kid thanks kid you did it um <laughs> so yeah if you uh if you want to follow our twitter you can do so at just the gems uh you can follow our instagram at just the gems podcast or send us a, some long form stuff uh, via email at just the jams podcast at gmail.com of course you can find us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash just the jams but we go out to podcast services around the globe if we're not on a podcast service that you listen to just let us know and we'll make sure we get there um mallory does a lot of good work for us uh so mallory where can they find you personally if they want to talk to you about all of these sweet jazzy jams sure um on instagram and twitter and soundcloud i am rated m for mallory i actually just put up a new website for myself malloryleshercom um and there is a just the jams page on the website a whole page dedicated to it so check that out because that's got yeah. some fun it's got a playlist of our episodes so far and and the intros that i've made for every episode so yeah yeah, go check that out. It's good stuff because uh, if you didn't know, this podcast, it slaps. Um, but slaps. Uh, that's it for today. So uh, go back, listen to some more uh, David Wise, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Goodbye.